history. Oh, good evening. This is Roy Masters. I have a special program for you tonight. And I suggest that you get your family quickly together. You don't want to hear, you don't want to miss Victor. My friend, for I God knows how many 40 years, he will tell me. Now, I can remember this. I've been doing the, my radio program and helping people to overcome terrible problems, millions of people, hundreds of thousands, at least millions. And I found a person who listened to my voice, and he's going to explain to you what it, it happened to him. The voice you're about to hear is an ex... I can't find the right word. I have to write it down. Yes. Anyway, is an ex-mafia. That's what I, I had to ask him to to make sure that this is a proper thing to do. And I can remember sitting in Philadelphia giving a seminar, and on one side of the table at the break, I had a friends, two friends, one ex-mafia, one of them is, um, well, I have to write it down, is um, FBI. And they're both friends. And the, the FBI person, I saved his father's life. That's 40 years ago, and he's still alive. And he sends money every month. Every month. Never forgot it. And so that, that's the beginning of this program that I'm going to invite him in just in a few minutes. Um, today, t Sunday, April the, s the 1st is Easter Sunday. Sunday morning, AM, communion with the bread and wine at Grants Pass, Oregon. And I want to let know that those who are listening to me or come to, to my radio program and my, my Sunday morning programs need to stay away and let um, because we have a lot of people coming up there. Please do not bring your children. This is not for children. Don't bring them unless they're old enough to not to be scared. So, so what we're going to the subject matter today is partly my relationship with Victor Malillo, which is his name and ex mafia. And you're going to, but he has a magical quality. I sat on one side in Philadelphia, I remember it. And I, I had two men, one the opposite mafia, the other one, well, you know what I said just a little while, because I, I can't always remember these um, F8, maf, not mafia, it's uh, F, FBI. I just get them mixed up. Excuse me, I'm just old now. And so I'm going to put Victor on the phone right in a, right in a few minutes and let him explain to you how he came into being with me. He has his own way of saying it. And there's only a few minutes left, and we, I'll introduce um, um, Victor in the next part of the program, which is a, just a few minutes from now. But the subject matter really is, and I like him to talk about it, because 
the way he speaks to I have never ever seen anybody speak the way he did and I'm going to sit back and let him talk I will hardly say a thing I could just have a rest for myself but you you won't want to let this go but he came from terrible circumstances we won't go into this but the beauty of what he is become uh, you, the, 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 the voice is rough the voice is powerful but what he says and how he says it is something you've never heard before what has come from a mafia to an angel because he's my best friend the best friend I ever had plus the gentleman of the FBI sitting across the table and saying he's saying well we take care of our children we take care of our wives and women better than you do and he had and the FBI agent says yes you're right you do better than us but these two my friends I'm the friend of the uh, FBI because I saved his life, his father's life. He's still alive all these years. Please, let me introduce him after this break. The foundation of human understanding teaches an observation exercise, often called meditation, which permits you to become objective toward your problems and allows your heartaches, bad habits, fears, and anxieties to be completely eliminated from your life without effort on your part. Until you have begun to practice this exercise, much of what you see and hear on the following program may be shocking and upsetting to you. But if you will listen calmly and with an open mind, you may discover the key to the peace of mind and joy for which you've been searching all of your life. And now from the foundation of human understanding, here is Roy Masters. Yes, I have a friend, and I'm going to shut up and let him speak. I'm going to introduce you to Victor Merlillo and let him tell the story how he became in trance with Roy Masters, which is basically what he said. Is it okay now? Victor, That's it's me. your, it's your, listen, it's all about, you know, a, 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 uh, Sunday, April, the, the first Easter, and the communion with bread and wine, and what I, when you spoke to me like, the other night, I just want you to talk that way and I want you to discuss the subject if you remember sitting in Philadelphia talking to my FBI friend and you being of the mafia and yep. I think of these things are so wonderful so go ahead and just say what you want about uh, Easter Sunday and uh, I'm the, gonna talk from the, the communication with bread and wine you understand all these things from coming yep. from a horrible world Okay. Is it okay now? Yeah, I am. I want to say hello 
to the good, the bad, and the indifferent. And I want to ask each individual a question to ask in their own self. Would you gamble that there is no God, there is no hereafter, there's no Jesus, and there's no soul? I don't want an answer. I just want you, person, whomever you are, to ask yourself that question. Now, I'm going to tell you about me. I grew up as a mafia person, starting at eight years old, running numbers for the mob, running numbers, betting numbers, et cetera, et cetera. I was just eight years old, but I was tough as nails. I could possibly fight a man. And in a few years, when I'm 10, 12, I start doing collections for the mob. When you borrowed money or you lost a bet and you didn't pay, they would send me to come and see you. Now, my nickname was The Beast. Now, can you imagine a child of 10, 12 years old having a nickname, The Beast? I know you all know Tony Galetto, the guy who fought Joe Lewis for the championship. I used to spar with Tony Galetto. And I was only a kid, 12 years old. But I was fast, and I could hit you hard three, four times before you try to swing. So now here I am. I work for the mob, and I discover an attribute that I had and didn't know I had it. It was shooting crap, dice. So what did the bookmaker next door say? Come on, Vic. You know how to make the numbers. I'm taking you to a crap game. The crap game was in Linden, New Jersey. It was the biggest crap game in the United States. You had to go through five, six doors with two guys with guns at each door to get to the crap table. The crap table was a pool hall, pool table, with an army blanket on the top, and yours truly standing on a Coca-Cola box. And this little son of a gun right here, who's an old man now, would call the numbers like the devil himself was in my hand. And I would call 33, 44, whatever the number had to be, I would call it in advance of a dice hitting the table. And to me, I was God to all those bosses. Now, these were a big, big five family mafia bosses at the crap game. The five families of New York. All right? And so to them, I was their God. And the bookmaker who took me there used to win tons of money on my back. Now, that's how I got into being a gambler. And all kind of gambler. And now I go to Vegas. And when I go to Vegas as I'm older, 
I take business people who cannot go to Vegas. They gave me their money and said, Vic, go and bet my money for me. Whatever you win, you take half. Whatever you lose, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And that's what I did for years. I must have kissed more horses on the lips than Carter's got liver pills. I'm being facetious, but I'm telling you the truth. I was an out-and-out degenerate gambler. Nothing on this earth could stop me from gambling. I bet about two ants running up a wall. Who who would go to the ceiling first? Now some real estate lady introduces me to a guy on the radio by the name of Roy Masters. I said, okay, friend, I'll listen. So I sit there all alone in the house, and I start to hear the words. And here comes the tears like Niagara Falls. Now, why am I crying? I'd break railroad ties on your head as quick as look at you. Why am I crying with this man talking? Because he was talking to my heart and my soul for the first time because I was a searcher trying to find what the answer was through the Catholic Church, the Methodist Church, you name the church, I want to check it out. Didn't agree with any of it. I heard this man talk, Roy Masters, to my soul. And I could not stop crying for two hours. So what do I do? I go to the foundation of human understanding And with all my might, I turned everything upside down to try to make it better, fix what I could, buy whatever you need at the lowest price. And then I discovered this, folks. Pay attention. Hear me well. When I got around Roy Masters close, All the evil that was inside of me was like frozen. It was mummyized. It couldn't move. It was stagnant. I said, oh, my God, I got to back away. And I thought there was something wrong with me. No, it was bringing all my wrong in my whole body close to this man and he paralyzed all the wrong inside of me I saw my God what a miracle I have never felt like this in my life and that's how I begun to meditate now you don't just jump to God and start demanding It's his will be done, not ours. We monkeys all think it's our will. We got no will over nothing. We can't stop thought. But God gives us the universal power to watch the thought in your head and not necessarily get involved at all. Look at that gift, folks that you could look at the thought in your head 
and our Lord God will take it away for you before you do the deed. For example, everybody knows anger. Here comes anger. You want to rip somebody's head off, but you watch the anger, and you watch. And the first thing, you don't even know why you were angry. It's gone. God took it. You had no power but to watch it. And the wrong does not want to be watched. Because when you watch the wrong, God Almighty retrieves it on a leash. We have no power to do it. Only God. Now, this is what I'm practicing for a long time now, over 40 years. Now, only me knows what I used to be, and only me now knows what I am now. And I wouldn't trade now for then, for if you gave me the whole earth. I'll say it again. If you gave me the whole earth, I wouldn't trade now to the old days. Now, can you imagine a person having a nickname, the Beast? And they'll find Roy on the radio and start to meditate, and your whole life changed. No singing songs, lighting candles, prayer beads, and all the rest of the stuff to make money. Just to sit down, be quiet, and pay attention. And this is what it says over my door. Let us be silent so that we may hear the whisper of God. And in that seven-minute meditation that he has, will start you on your journey to your Father. There's only one Father, and that's your journey. And you go at His will in His time, not yours. See, we always think, you control yourself. You don't control nothing. Nothing do you control. It's God's will be done. Not Victor's will be done. And I'm so, I have no word to thank God enough that he allowed me to meet Roy and to go to the Foundation of Human Understanding and understand about meditating. It's the most precious gift I ever got in my life. And my life has changed. Changed, folks. I ask you, see for yourself. Don't believe me. Don't believe anybody. Try for yourself. And ask yourself that question. Are you going to bet there's no God, there's no heaven, there's no hell, and you got a free ride? You didn't get here by accident. Our Lord put us here. Whatever name you want to call him, there's only one God. 
Now, I talked to a Far East person, and he said in their book, they talk about Jesus, and they talk about the Virgin Mary. I said, gee, I never knew that, that it was in your book of Quran. If they want to keep it a secret, whoever does, that's on their shoulder. But I'm telling you my experience of from extreme evil to wanting to see and do right. And when I came to see you to get what you owed, you always paid. Now, in the old days in Las Vegas, they did not call a lawyer where you didn't pay your gambling debt, which you owed the window. They sent somebody like me. I never came back without the money. Do you understand the evilness of me? And where I got my training background from? Mob members, made men, capos. Now, our government thinks the mob is done and finished and over. I got news for our government. They will never be gone. They will be here as long as this earth is here. You hear me, folks? This girl that's accusing the president now, she said somebody in Vegas threatened her and said it'd be a shame if there was no mother to take care of her baby. So do you think the mob is dead? Folks, I got news for you. It does exist. It's real. But they do it in different ways. <clears throat> I got a little bit of sore throat, so don't hold me to that. But I'm just trying to tell you folks, please, as my brothers and my sisters, I'm not telling a story. I'm telling the truth. This happened in my life. And I wouldn't wish it on the devil himself, the life I had. I would not. Now, can you imagine me saying that? Can you imagine? But I'm a human like you are. I'm not a fairy tale person. I don't tell stories of lies. I tell the truth. Because when you grow up as a mafiosa, you better not slip with a lie, because you're going to have teeth missing. And in the old days, a woman could walk down the street. Nobody would dare bother her. No words. Not like today, everything goes. In the old days, one of the mafiosa would bust your head for cracking on a woman, saying anything out of line. You hear what I'm telling you, people? This is not a story. That movie picture of Marlon Brando about the mob, that's not even a tip of the iceberg. That's not even a scratch of what they're about. Now, when I was young, the mafia money would buy food for the widows, the old people who didn't have any money to eat, 
and I would deliver the baskets of food to them. Now, when Eisenhower invaded Normandy, a guy by the name of Lucky Luciano, a chief chief mafioso, helped Eisenhower how to go on the beaches of Normandy. He laid it out for your president, Eisenhower. You folks listen to me. I hope you understand what I'm telling you is not a story. This is true. We are not evil, evil. In fact, when they first started with the drugs, it was a death sentence. If you were mafia and you dealt in drugs in the beginning, you were killed. You hear what I'm saying to you folks? I pray that you spread this to all your friends. Because if the government wants to get rid of drugs, all the government has to do is take the money out of the deal. Every drug addict should get it free from the government. Once you take the money out of the deal, that's the end of the drugs. Listen to a dumb Italian 90-year-old man. You hear what I'm saying, folks? I'm telling you from my heart. Get this message to Trump. Take the money out of the deal. That's the end of the drugs. The drugs are only being made more and done more because of the money involved. But if an addict could get it for free from his own government and it's controlled, there's no more money in the deal. Well, Wendy, uh, let me it. say uh, this. When uh, um, uh, I'm, I'm just listening to you, I'm fascinated. Right. Victor, Victor uh, yes. can you say some of the good things you do about, I remember one of the things that a very famous person, very rich, uh, his son was uh. stolen and he asked you to take care to see if you can save his life. Can you remember that what you told yeah. me when we sat and hey, uh, spoke with each other? I was approached by the government. Of course, they knew I could go anywhere and do anything. And they said, we want to find this boy. And the reason we want to find the boy, because the multimillionaire father believes... The boy is dead. And basically what the father wanted was to know where the body was. There was two men and a woman involved. The woman was a degenerate card player. The two uh, other guys were teamsters in jail. So they only had one person out, the woman, who knew about the boy. So, yours truly wined and dined her till I found out where, how, why, and when. I brought the information to the government. The government went to the father. The father signed the check, left it blank, told me to fill in my own zeros. 
I folded the check neatly, put it back in his hand, crying, tears coming down my face. I couldn't take a penny from you, nor would I ever. I can't imagine what it is to have a son murdered. And that was one of my affairs with the government. Can when I, can they I... need to go where they can't go, like, for example, dog fights, whorehouses, uh, uh, phony identifications, name it. They can't go. They look like government. I go, and they know me. I got a background. Mafioso. I could go anywhere. On the altar, I could even go. And I would go get what I had to get and bring it to our government. You people understand where I'm coming from now? Would you oh, oh, hold the line, Victor. Hold the line, Victor. There's a music coming in. And we, we'll put you back on. I'm enjoying it. I want you to talk about what you tried to... There's a there's an island off uh, Florida with a bad guy on there. Do you remember being put in a submarine? Talking about the Cuba. Yeah, Cuba, that's right. We're talking to um, Victor Melillo, my best friend. He loves me in a pure way. And I want him to share some more, some of the things he did. And then, if I'm not mistaken, I sat in the living room with you when I was there for a week, and you told me a lot of stories. And you told me a story where he went to get a certain person off an island, and you'll have the to... The island was called Cuba. Cuba, that's right. And there would you, was a would man you, would there you talk about it? Yeah. That needed to take a walk off this earth. So Did I you? was one of God knows how many with the sole purpose of taking him out permanent. Now, how many people out there listening would you do that? All from your brain, no notes, no weapons, no nothing, just your chutzpah, your guts. How many of you would do it for your country? Had weapons too close to America. Should he continue to live? Now, Batista, who was the head of that country, took $5 billion of Zurich banks that he stole from the people. That mafia people and other people put in the casinos and gambling in Cuba with a license to steal. And he took the land of his mother and father first and gave it to the people. 
and I started to discover some things about him. Long story short, he was put way out of way to be touched. Nobody could reach him. But how many of you out there, would you do that for your country without a weapon, without the language other than Italian? Would you go? I'm just saying, folks, there is a God. I trust in him with everything I am. Other than that, there's nothing. There is nothing when you close your eyes for the last time. What is there? With all your did, money that you think you have power. Did they, put, did they put you on a submarine to get there? Out of Key West, which nobody even knew there was a base there. Okay? So, what I'm trying to tell the people is from a bad, bad guy to hearing your voice and starting to meditate, I changed from what I was to what I am today. And there's not enough thanks in the universe to thank you. God gave you the gift, and you're sharing the gift. And that's what I pray to do. Share this gift with others. This is not to keep secret. This is for other people to understand also. Because hardly any religion that I know teaches anything like this. That you are allowed to watch what's in your head. And God takes care of it from there. Without you lifting a finger. He's not going to do it for you. You have to make your attempt. And then he finishes it off. What did he say? Vengeance is mine. And then we'll go back to Easter. What did he say on the cross? Our Jesus. He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Now that's a son talking to his father, being tortured beyond belief. How could anybody think that that's a made-up story? How could they? How could they? Uh, Victor, uh, there's something I would like to change here. We have Sunday morning at 9 o'clock, uh, April I hope 1st. a million people come. Yeah, I just want to get your, uh, uh, your, uh, your idea. Uh, it's, let me just say what it is because it's a little commercial. A communion okay. with bread and wine at Grants Pass. Call the office if you're coming, 877-3227, and perhaps... It will be an experience, a very, expo a very wonderful experience. With the extension of this, eat this, remembering me. And it will be living proof that a spiritual understanding of Jesus Christ is indeed possible. So don't be frightened. Don't be frightened because if you come on the, on the front and want to be helped exorcisms are probable 
please do not bring your children. There's only room for about 60 or 70 people. That's what, all I want to say right now. But uh, we're going to go back to Victor now. But I want him to, t what I would like to talk to, ask Victor to discuss what he discussed with me last night, or a night or two. How did he see communion with bread and wine as a magical thing that as long as you understood what he meant by that, we could have a happy life? And I want you to express, because I don't want to take up time in explaining what, I, what you can do. You spoke to me the other day. Can you remember what you said to me? Because I loved every minute of it. Um... It's hard to hear you because your voice is very low. I do my best to remember. All right. I, I, I was talking about my dad. And my dad, well, we sat down to dinner, four boys, two girls. Oh, that's it. That's father. where it was. Yes, go on. Um, you were to eat slow. You were to chew your food. You were not to eat like a pig. You did not speak. Because as you ate the food, you're sitting down with death. So while you talk and try to eat, you could choke. Also, you must remember who made that bread for you, Father God. And remembering Jesus, what he said, when you eat the bread and the wine, think of me. Don't eat it like a hog and devour the whole loaf of bread with two bites or drink the whole big bottle of wine down. Sip it and think of me. It should be a very slow, conscious awareness of what you're doing when you eat. And that's why the Italians, bread to them is like the number one thing they start off with. Most of Italy, the first dish they have is a small dish of some kind of macaroni, which is bread made with a little gravy. But they did it like a ritual, like this is, I'm remembering you, Jesus, what you said. And to think about that, and if you eat in that manner, and not like a sloppy pig, you don't become a sloppy pig. But if you eat like a pig, big pigs get slaughtered. People that eat correctly don't get slaughtered. We slaughter ourselves through food. And people that I knew that were in a concentration camp said it. Victor, the people that didn't eat much at all, they survived. And the other ones that begged and stole food, they died first. I'm talking about the prison camps that Hitler had. That's the stories they told me. Now, they all can't be lying. So when you sit down to eat, chew your food, take little bites, and remember Jesus Christ, what he said at the Last Supper, when you pick up that bread or take a sip of that wine, 
with honor, respect for him, and not wolfing the food. The whole United States is crazy having a lunchtime of a half an hour only. All of Italy has three hours for lunch. They break at 12 and they'll come back to 3, 3.30. Now, why do you suppose they do that? That's a whole country. This half hour stuff is insanity. A person can't properly eat in a half an hour. I go, but it's the truth. It isn't enough time to pay respect to Jesus and wolf down that food and go back to work in a half an hour. It, it doesn't even make sense. I hope I'm not bending anybody's ear. Well, I want to talk I, about let me, me now. let me say something about that. Yesterday I, I looked into the Bible and it said whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup from the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. Any, everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat the bread and drink the, the cup. For those who eat and drink without discerning the body of Christ eat and drink judgment on themselves that's sickness so that is why many among you are weak and sick and the number of you have fallen asleep that's it makes it clear in other words I've always said that food properly experienced in a, in a gracious way is the solution to nearly all of your diseases and sufferings. But you see, if you, eat, if you eat food for pleasure to escape your conscience, which is what you do, more and more and more, oh, that's good, oh, that's better, oh, that's even better, better, better. And so what, ladies and gentlemen, you have to eat your food slowly in respect to if as a, if you're a Christian person, and I'm Jewish, I get it because it's 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 metaphysical. It's metaphysical. If you eat fast like an animal, you become an animal, but in conflict with your human. That's what I keep saying. There is the um, how can I say opioids? They're not the most dangerous. Food is the most dangerous if you don't deal it with it correct. Because food, food like the tree of the tree of life, it's food. And if you use it, if you use food in the wrong way, you will die. Absolutely. And so half the country is dying yep. from food. But the same reason, the reason why we can get cured if we can sit quietly like you're talking about, nice and simple, and aware of Him. The Jesus, of course. Do it so simply, with great respect, and sort of eat, thinking of me. Absolutely. That is the, the way he did it. Please, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is April the first, coming soon, Easter Sunday, nine a.m. Communion with bread and wine. 
at Grants Pass, Oregon. But what you will see, may I say, is going to be shocking. Because people who have lived their lives on enjoying food and as a addiction, in a sense, because when you eat food and you get like it more and more, and the more you like it, the more you guilty you feel, and the more guilty you feel, the more you want to have it. It's an addiction. Food can be an addiction, and when it's addiction, it will kill you. It's Half the country die from this. But at the same time, it could, at the same time, it, it, it can make you cure. It can cure you if you yeah. just do it graciously, like, like, like Victor is saying, gracious, calm. Just eat slow. At my, my father's table, not a word was spoken ever, ever. After the meal, you could talk all you want. But while that food was on the table and the spoon was in your mouth or fork, there was no talking whatsoever. You could hear a mosquito. That's it. But those days are being wiped out by who? Some other nation that starts with an R that wants to destroy the American family where we all used to sit down and eat together. And the mother stayed home, and the father went to work, and mama washed the clothes, cleaned the house, and took care of the kids and had the babies. We switched it all around to bust the family. Break the family, you take the nation. That's right. And you're right, Roy, when you say it, because you look all around. I remember as a kid... On our front porch would be the milk, the bread, the butter, whatever we had was on the front porch. Nobody locked the door. Nobody locked the window. It was a whole different world. I'm like in another universe compared to now to then. How we digressed. And who's going to help us? Holy God Almighty, through His Son, Jesus, we better start to meditate to understand where we're at. And we're not in a good place. I say, Victor, I think you've done a good job. God bless you, Roy. I wish you could be on national TV every night, 6 to 7, every night. Well, I'm looking for the opportunity to well, if I have a big, a big microphone. I wish the government would put me on a microphone and let me say what I have to say to the whole country. And wake the people up. That's what they need. You That's need to I give need. them a good bub. bub. All right, the music is coming. Victor Melillo, you're my best friend, one of my best friends. You're the bestest, yeah. bestest friend I ever had. And I know my angel that God sent to you to me. You know what you said to me? What? If anybody wanted to hurt me, I'd I'd die for I will stand in front of you absolutely and take it. That's sweet. And I love that. I appreciate it. No doubt. God bless you, Victor. And bless you and all the listeners. Give it a thought. And think about it, please. For your sake, God's sake, 
Please. Thank you. You're very welcome, and I really appreciate you coming on because you've got so and many stories. And I love stories. your audience, too. Whoever listened, I love them, too. God bless them all. God bless, too. So long. I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> He's 86 years old now, and we're talking about 40 years ago. And I'm also, um, at April 2nd, I'll be 90. And so we're all too old, old timers, aren't we? Um, may I suggest this? Now let me come to what's important. We are discussing the subject of food. There's something magical in it. There's something dead, deadly. Uh, you, uh, uh, Donald Trump is taking opioids. I mean, he's not taking them, but he's taking it. Trying to get them to to get take it out of um, anybody getting them. But there's always something get worse. Because when we start to get angry and upset, when we are broken people, we're looking for pleasures as much as possible, and the pleasures will kill you. And the and but the pleasures that shouldn't kill you, what they do, is food. You have no idea how many diseases, how many diseases you you lose your eyesight. You lose your legs. You have heart attacks. How come? Food. Food should just be simple. Eat it slowly. And in a beautiful way of this moment, the moment that's coming on 1st of April, Easter Friday, Easter Sunday, excuse me, we will be having a very important program at, at a foundation of human understanding in Oregon. And I may I suggest that if you have a great suffering and recognizes that you are dying from food, you are dying from food. You die for food. You love it too much. But then it becomes opposite to what it was meant to be. You can't use food. In the beginning, Adam spoke. God spoke to Adam. He says, all the trees you can really eat. But not that one. but temptation and you know the rest of it and so it became in, they came out of the garden of paradise but you see he was saying you uh, human beings are meant to live forever animals can't have that they have no choice they live with an emotional driving force emotion lied Liar, tigers, bears, oh my. Don't you see? Animals can eat their food, 
kill and be killed. Human beings come into the world different with an extension of God within you, intuition, intuition, the unfolding like a flower from within. But where is the within? You have the world around you and everything in the world is wicked. And we're involved in the wickedness and we don't know how to deal with it. Hardly anybody has purity. Sooner or later, things get worse. And when you come into the world, especially anywhere in the world, even in America, when you come into the world, what do you get? You get Eve. Unloved Eve. Unloved Eve. Now may I suggest, just for the what it's worth department, and when you just put aside money for just for a moment, gentlemen, look at a beautiful woman. Don't let her draw you. Don't let her suck you in. And don't look for love in all the wrong places. She cannot love you. Somehow, you have to love her. But because you, you are born through her, the tendency is to look towards that which seemed to have created you. But that's not the case. You're both created by the, a loving God from the beginning. But everything is backwards. excuse the expression, everything is upside down. So when men come into the world, I'm talking to men, do not look to the woman for love. Never. Never look to the woman for love. Don't look for her, the, the way she sucks you in. She doesn't mean to it. She's a weak person. You're a man, stronger than her. No, but deep down inside, she's Eve still. She has extension of her mother, who was an extension from her mother. And 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 you go to grandma and great-grandma, always the same, with rare exceptions. And you know, the woman does not know. She needs to be saved from the dark side of the force. She's these beautiful women, women with ch children, female children. They are not like men. You don't want to be like a man. You want to be a woman, but you but but only can be a woman if she, if a man learns to love the hell out of her and not suck the life, the love from her, the pleasure. Don't look for the pleasure of that. Because all you're doing is looking to her to support the worst in you. Support the worst in you when she loves you, when you give yours, when you intimidate her and get pleasure from her. You have a baby, but in the process of having a baby, you're beginning hungrier and hungrier and hungrier and hungrier, just like food. Just like food. Because you're hungry, something's missing. And when it comes to food, I mean, remember, of all the trees you can truly eat, but not that one. And then that one is still good, but it's, 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 not, it's bad because he said, don't do that one. 
That's when you sin. You've got to be very careful about the way you eat. Very careful. Make it spiritual. Make it spiritual Sunday morning, April the 1st. Please, come to, if you can come and you're suffering from a terrible disease and you suggest, suggest a bit, you suggest, it suggests you that, or suggests to you, that it has something to do with food, that you're guzzling it up and, make, and killing yourself. And the more you eat, the more you're hungry to eat. It's just, it becomes a drug. We don't want food to become a drug because look where it leads right back to Paradise Lost. Smoking and drinking is some one thing, but this one goes all the way back to Paradise Lost, for which reason the whole world is suffers. Be careful now. I'm not trying to spoil your life. But this is a very important time. I'm a Jewish boy. But you see, I'm not a Christian. Jesus is not a Christian. He's a Jewish boy. Understand, he's born in Israel and he's Jewish. And where would God find that person? Where would the best place be to have his son come into the world? There. And even there, it was difficult. Because had we had the, the Sahandran and all the rest of it, and, the, and the, those wicked people who put him into... Well, he, he was asking for it, of course. But he made a point. He made a point. And the point is that we do not die. In other words, if you can follow him, because he's following his father, why call me good? Only the Father in heaven only has goodness and love. And so we need to find that that will separate us from the dark side of the force. Where Eve became overcome, overcome the man, and still does this to this day. But you need to find the truth that sets you free, gentlemen, and find that magic stuff. All right. All right. Well, thank you very much. I I hope you enjoyed Victor. My Victor is my best friend. We really love each other. You can't help but love him because he can sit there and tell, he'll tell you the stories of all the terrible things he does and smiles and says, I'm so glad I come back. Ladies and gentlemen, whatever sickness you have, if you can come up on Sunday morning, there's only got about 70 people there. We can't have any more. Come to, to Sunday morning and we'll spend the most of the day helping to overcome your problems. It's all about food. And, and you'll see what will happen to you when you take a piece of bread and see what happens if you're guilty. Bang. <laughs>